thank the Lord for traveling mercies. Thank the Lord for so many children in church this morning. <laughs> That's such a blessing. <laughs> thank the Lord for the presence of everyone. Remembering all of us were children once and got acquainted with God at some point. And one of the first places we often get acquainted with God are someone who loved us and showed God to us. So thank the Lord we have the opportunity to show God to our children this Sunday morning. And God for, God, for us to see God as well. Thank the Lord for the presence of everyone. Thank the Lord for all of our online, uh, everyone logged in online. God bless you. Appreciate your presence and your support. Thank the Lord for traveling mercy. Seems like several of us were traveling about yesterday. We had different traveling mercies the Lord granted. Thank the Lord. Different ones of us had uh, family challenges that came about. Thank the Lord for each and every one. I appreciate hearing the requests. Um, that's our interpersonal time, our prayer requests, understanding where God is in our lives. And I thank the Lord for how um, he has blessed us all. And um, I am thankful that someone loved me enough to help me see God. And I appreciate the prayer request from Brother Daryl about loving others the way we ought. And I appreciate that all of us can, we can all connect with that. And that's, that's, that's evidence that God is working in the lives of his trusting children. Evidence. Because in order to love, God loved us. In order for us to share God's love, we must be in the place that he's calling for us to be. And that's one of my testimonies and calls often, is to be in the place that God is calling for me to be. Thank the Lord for his word. I appreciate the Lord put the song in my heart. Are we adorning the doctrine? And I am thinking of referencing, putting this in context to our current time and place. Um, and I'm wanting to reference some historical events, um, some of which uh, some of our youngins will not have heard of, but I think most of us adults have seen places in history where these things have occurred. And um, so I'm wanting to reference them generally as opposed to specifics as they are, some of them are tragic in their nature. And I'm wanting to reference for uh, sharp relief what we are uh, advocating here. And uh, I have said before, and it applies specifically today, that when the Lord sends the message to the minister, we have a place where we need to measure up as well before we can bring what we have for you. And so the Lord has blessed with an understanding of where I need to measure up, and the Lord can bless me to, to guide you in this area. So I trust that you will take my uh, spoken humility of spirit as uh, part of how the Lord brought this message to me. I find it uh, a challenging place, but I find it also a place of blessing and power where God's people are concerned. Now, back in the late 70s, it was shortly after I was born, but I wasn't old enough to know. I was around the age of these toddlers. There was a very tragic event that is referenced in our history of the Jim Jones cult, essentially, and the several events that followed that. And the... Uh, 
the impetus of the last day of the things that occurred started with a U.S. senator going to that location, trying to make peace with the, bring peace to the situation. And a lot of lives were lost as a result. And in the Fresno congregation, there is Sister Juanita, and she has testified and shared uh, in services that I have heard her testimony, that her mother was among the group here in California that was originally planning to go to the place in Guyana where he went. But due to a series of events, the Lord protected and prevented their family from going. And what she references is her connection and getting a connection with who God really is with the real infilling of the Holy Spirit, there was, God made a provision that her family was not participating in that particular event. And as a result, she is here today in the state of California and has a testimony of how the Lord blessed so that her family did not go. In recent years since then, in the 80s, in the 90s, in the uh, the beginning 2000s, there have been other events that have uh, may not have affected as many people, but had um, had a similar impact and response. You may remember in the year 1997, there was discussion about the Heaven's Gate uh, reference uh, event in which some people uh, participated in, uh, and lives were lost. In 1993. There was a compound down in Waco, Texas. These are different events in which lives were lost. And what uh, is a common piece of information here is there was a grain or a piece of something that had some sort of power that individuals latched onto but was not the full gospel. And it got skewed by humans and brought into a place that it became destructive because of a manipulation of the devil in human situations. And what is a protection for you as a Christian is your ability and power to get in touch with the Holy Spirit, to get in touch with God through his word so that the Spirit of God is working in your life and you have a personal experience and witness of the power of God. That is a protection for you not to be involved or deceived by the evil that was done in those situations. That is why following Christ is different from other places. And we are in a, that one space right now in our year where we're just after Thanksgiving and just before Christmas in which our, uh, our, our country and even various places around the world recognize the influences of Thanksgiving and where we recognize Christmas and the spirit of giving. That's the spot we're in right now. And in our humanness, in our culture, in our society, we take time and recognize these. But I'd like to draw our attention to our faith, our faith in God, and as Christ is working in our lives, that we're in that space and we can still have power working with God in our lives so that we are adorning the gospel, wearing the gospel in our lives, in our heart, 
in a way, to be a powerful blessing and an example of thanksgiving throughout the world that we touch. And I just reviewed in reference that we all went many places and we all came back here today on Sunday morning and we're thankful for the blessing and protection there. And there are many places we're going to go as we leave today. And there are many places that we can go and carry the gospel with power and understanding that we are in the center of the Lord's will when we are adorning the gospel the way we ought. I want to go back to the, let me see if I can find it, the second verse of that song, number 249. Are you adorning the gospel and making attractive the way? Honoring Christ by your actions and by the words that you say. Are you, my brother and sister, proving the Bible is true? Are you, my brother and sister, proving the Bible is true? There are many who will challenge and make a uh, question, try to ask questions and question the power of God and the word of God. And I would like to encourage and empower you, recognizing that salvation is powerful enough through God in us, adorning our lives the way we ought. It can handle questions. Salvation can take a hit. Salvation will stand and withstand in places where there are challenging things and places to be. So let us go with courage and understanding that God has put in place a provision and a support for us to be um, examples of what God is. But the first example is to yourself. As we are Christians before God, living our lives daily, we have the power to stand and withstand, to make the decisions that are wise, healthy, and helpful, and to be an example first to yourself, proving the Bible is true. That last part of that verse, proving the Bible is true, is your life as a Christian, an example that verifies it. So some may have questions and may even disagree with where the Bible is concerned. I'm not talking about anyone here necessarily, but I'm talking about in our daily lives, you'll come to someone who says, well, you know, the Bible was written by many people. That's true. The Bible was written over a long period of time, that which we have. The Bible has other parts that aren't present. That probably could be true. I can see how that's possible. What makes the Bible work is the Spirit of God is going through all those parts. And as God gives us understanding, it works together to support us in our salvation. And the salvation that we have is real even now in 2022. And God is still able to move on his throne in our behalf. We have testimonies in this praying congregation of healing. Am I right? We have testimonies in this congregation of uh, resurrecting of relationships. We have testimonies in this congregation of the Lord uh, providing uh, miracles that some of which we might not have even expected. And the most important consistent testimonies that we have is that as we have adorned the gospel on our lives, he's able to keep us, we're able to keep ourselves in check. 
I'm going to go over to Ephesians, talking to, reading from the epistle written by Paul, the apostle, to the church at Ephesus. We're starting in the first chapter. We're starting at the third verse. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who have blessed us with his all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ, according as he hath chosen in us him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love, having predestined us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself according to the good pleasure of his will. Um, we are chosen. And so you might say, oh, well, if someone else is not having access to the Bible or to God, are they not chosen? It is God's desire and blessing that everyone receive an opportunity to partake of the gospel of Christ, to partake of the blessings of God, to be blessed, to receive salvation. So that's the chosen, is that everyone, no matter where they are in life, God's goal and desire as the chosen one is that everyone have an example, have an opportunity to as verse 5 says, having predestined us unto the adoption of the children by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of the glory of his grace, wherein he hath made us accepted in the beloved, in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace, wherein he hath abounded toward us and in all wisdom and prudence, having made known unto us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure, which he hath purposed in himself. It is God's intent that we are blessed, encouraged, that we have salvation and be able to carry it through in all the places where we live, breathe, and walk. Wherein, in verse 8, he hath abounded toward us in all wisdom and prudence, so he's being conservative in the sense that being careful that you're going to uh, have access, being careful on who it is um, he is delivering it to, that you get the same powerful blessing every time that it comes about. Having made known unto us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure, which he hath purposed in himself. It is God's will that we are blessed. It is God's will that we receive the blessings in this life to be able to live free from sin. Now, I gave the extreme examples at the beginning of my message here of those whose lives were lost as a result of seeking and following and partaking in uh, membership in a cult, ultimately, is what happened. And those souls were searching for something that is restoration. They were searching because in our humanness, God made us to search for the power of God. He made us to search. So in searching, they were not wrong. But the destination ended up wrong because there was someone in a place of leadership who, who sowed deception in the way of power. And we have the blessed opportunity to partake of the word of God. And it says here in that ninth verse, let me read it again. Having made known unto us the mystery of his will, 
according to his good pleasure, which he hath purposed in himself, that in the dispensation of the fullness of times he might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on earth, even unto him. The dispensation we're referencing is after Jesus has died on the cross for our sins and his, uh, has returned to heaven. We have the, he has been the, the perfect sacrifice. We have this time and place in which we are looking uh, in our lives that he is gathering his children unto him. Are we adorning the doctrine that he has blessed us with? Are we living the way he has called us to? We have the blessed opportunity as we give thanks in this season and as we give gifts in this season to adorn that which God has for us in his, in, in his word, in our lives, that when the Bible is true in our lives, we can go with freedom not bound by habits and spirits, but with freedom and deliverance going forward in every way that we are walking and living. I am reminded of a time, it was a testimony of my brother actually, when he was younger. Um, there was a particular individual who many people didn't like in the, in the, in the group of peers. And this particular young person was dealing with some significant challenges and issues. You don't always know what people are dealing with outside of the time they spend with you. You don't always know what trials they're facing. And so as a result, sometimes their behavior is expressed in a way that makes it difficult for them to get along with. And this particular young man was dealing with some significant challenges. And my brother even expressed some trials and distress with working with this young man. He said he was always, he said, you know, his mother taught him to be patient and respectful. And he thought, yeah, I can, I can figure out how to do it. But it was difficult for him. Well, sometime later, I believe it was the next year, that young man had a particular breakthrough. And he came back and he said, that you, speaking to my brother, were the only person who was nice to me. You were the only person who was nice to me. And that was an amazing testimony because that young man needed somebody to care. That's how God looks at us. He knows that we need him to take care of us. And so anytime salvation is in our lives, it is meant to preserve. It is meant to heal. It is to restore. That's why the fruits of the Spirit are love, gentleness, kindness, God's power for us to be working in our lives. When we are adorning the gospel the way God wants for us, we have a special power with God in this world to go through the world as a blessing and a healing, moving and shaking things that are not of God. And we have the protection of knowing when the Holy Spirit, when we go through into the word and we have the word in our lives, proving the Bible is true when we are adoring the gospel, we can bless those who are unlovely. 
We have power with God to bless unlovely people, unlovely situations, unlovely places where we might find ourselves. And you know what? When we're Christians, God's going to put us in those places. You're going to be in the place where you're working with unlovely people. Because sometimes that's the only way they'll get to see God. Are you adorning the gospel the way he's calling for you to be? Are you adorning the gospel in the manner that he's calling for you to be? If you see that there's some areas where you can uh, shape up your adornment of the gospel, and that's, uh, what, what does that mean? What, what we're talking about putting on the gospel in our lives is that when we have our spirit, in the, and when I reference at the beginning, the Lord said, we'll be able to, work on me. The Lord worked on me first in order for me to speak here. So I can testify to you, the Lord's already talked to me. Are you adoring the gospel the way you are? Are you proving the Bible is true? So there's nuances and pieces that we can, we, we can we, you might want to debate. I'm all for a good debate. But when it comes to God being true, when it comes to God being able to go into situations before you get there, and it says by the words that you say, through language, through our words is one of the primary ways that people get in touch with us in life, through the words that you say. Are they seasoned with grace the way God wants you to? The Lord let me know. You need to make sure they're seasoned with grace. And I have a testimony to you that the Lord talked to me about being snide because I thought of it as humorous over some years ago. And I was snide for a while. I tried to justify it for a while because I didn't think it was all that bad. I, I thought it was mostly humorous. I thought it was being clever the words that you say, are they seasoned with grace? Do they know, do people know that love is going to come out of your mouth when your mouth opens? Are you proving the Bible is true with the words that you say and the places that you go? When someone hears you and never knows your name but just sees your face, are they blessed by the presence that is you when you, a child of God, are walking through the places and spaces that you are in? Are you the child of God he's calling for you to be? Are you adoring the gospel? And um, the Lord worked on, was patient with me. And I can tell you, I, I telling on myself, that the Lord worked with me, that the, at first I didn't identify snide as a negative thing. Like I said, I identified it as humor and clever. But the Lord worked on me, and the Lord didn't stop working on me until I got the message that the words that I say need to be adorned by the gospel. They need to represent that. And so I need to be careful in how I speak. Now, that doesn't mean I'm paranoid and I don't say anything. No, that's not what I'm speaking about. It means that the Lord has worked on your heart. That every situation we can find ourselves in, we can find a place to be loving. And it's going to be difficult. It's going to be challenging. You're going to need to exercise patience. But because we have the Spirit of God reigning abroad in our lives, adorning the gospel the way we are, 
he's able to tap into us and send love through what we say. And that's getting down to very basic and rudimentary, right? But that's because that's one of the most basic ways we communicate. Your actions are next. And there is a description when we say oh, actions speak louder than words. They're affecting. Uh -huh. That's why it's important to watch where we go, what we say, what we do. Because what is in our heart, if God is looking at our heart, and God is not seeing his reflection if we do not have God in the lives the way we ought. Our actions will betray what is really in our heart. And, and those of us who work with young people, you know that our, when, when they're upset, they don't always have to say with words. They communicate with actions. And you know. Well, God looks at us and sees the same thing. If what is in our heart is not pleasing to God, our actions will bear out what it is really there. That's why we should be careful to take care of it. Verse 11, and I'm on Ephesians chapter 1, I'm continuing with verse 11. In whom also we have obtained an inheritance, being predestined according to the purpose of him, who worketh all things after the counsel of his own will, that we should be in the praise of his glory, for trusted in Christ, for trusted in Christ, in whom ye also trusted, after that ye heard the word of truth, the gospel of our salvation, in whom also, after that ye believed, ye were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. Christ's actions... His actions, which spoke louder than the words, he died for our sins so we can trust that what he went through in order to do that, he did that so that we could trust right now that when we ask to be free from sin, live a life free from sin, that every day there is enough power through God to do what he's called, for us, called us to do. That we should be to the praise of his glory who first trusted in God in whom ye also trusted, after that ye heard the word of truth, the gospel of our salvation, in whom also, after ye believed, ye were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. God sent the Comforter, that Holy Spirit, to guide us. May the Lord inspire our faith. And this gospel of salvation... That we are adorning ourselves in the gospel every day in a way that we are able to, we talk about praying without ceasing, giving thanks with power, and living the life every day that God calls for us to be, power with him. May the Lord inspire our faith. Are we adorning the gospel the way we are? And our third verse are we adorning the doctrine by meekness and love and goodwill, gentleness, patience, and trueness, liberty's law to fulfill? Jesus will shine if within you, showing these graces divine. Jesus will shine if within you, showing 
if within you, showing these graces divine. When we are not living according to God, how God has called us, every single person having an opportunity to get in touch with God, if we are not living that, the devil makes sure we are yoked and burdened with things to control our lives. And the, one of the best ways he reaches that is through those temptations to get you bound in certain things. And when you are delivered from that, and we are adorning the gospel, gentleness, patience, and trueness come easily from us. You don't have to work for gentleness, patience, and trueness, liberty, and law to fulfill. Jesus will shine if within you showing these graces divine. Divine gentleness, divine patience, divine trueness. When we are adorning the gospel the way we ought, we have the blessed opportunity for gentleness to be powerful as an expression of who we are. Now, one thing I, I've known for many years is that I have to, I have to pray because I have a heavy hand. I'm the one who always... I close the door and it's <laughs> and so how I have compensated for is I don't always close the door <laughs> so doors aren't slammed by me because they aren't always closed they're just a little bit open <laughs> and that's something that from a young age I heavy handed I have to get grace for myself to make sure that when I'm heavy handed I don't get too upset about that situation <laughs> So that which is our personality, God can bless us to be powerful in that. That which is our personality parts that need to be tempered, God can bless us to be powerful in that. When we adorn the gospel, it makes everyone more able to be around us. May the Lord inspire me. It's never out of style to be in touch with God. It is encouraging and helpful to be in a place where God can depend on us to bring peace. One of the reasons that there are continuous uh, places of uh, military conflict around the world is it's a very lucrative business. It's one of the reasons it continues. Different people make lots of money when there's uh, a military conflict and or actual uh, combat or engagement. Therefore, it is not as lucrative to celebrate peace. But peace within your own heart, in your life, and in your area makes it so that you are able to live more a healthier life. Peace is healthier for you than conflict. And what God can do when we are adorning the doctrine the way we ought is 
put us in a place to bring peace and health to the spaces in which we live and breathe. May the Lord inspire our faith that we'll be able to exercise with confidence who we are, what we are, as God is calling for us to be. If we have a place where we recognize that our... Let's go over to... Sorry, let me get my scripture again. We recognize that we need to adorn the doctrine the way we are working with him. He will give us the power that we are seeking. We can turn over here to... First Peter 3, 4 and 5, if you get there before me, feel free to read it. There are certain times and places. First Peter 3, yes. 4 and 5, but let it be the, the hidden man of the heart, and that, that which is, is not, not corruptible, corruptible, even the, the ornament of, of a meek and quiet spirit, which is, which is in the sight of God of great price. For after this manner in the old time, the holy women also who trusted in God adorned themselves being in subjection to their own husbands. The meek and quiet spirit adornment, that applies to everyone. It gives an example of hus uh, wives being in subjection to their husbands, but... The meek and quiet spirit applies to everyone, independent of whether you're a husband or a wife, a man or a woman, a boy or a girl. The adorning of the spirit in God, with God, is what's most important. If we can just spend time and meditation with adorning the spirit, it is the inward man, that heart, that we should spend time on. And what God is faithful to do is show you the areas where you can measure up and adjust. And that's why I reference the Lord talk to me and let me know I need to work on that particular adornment, make sure it's refined as it ought to be, and he can bless us to have more power and grace in our time and space. He can bless us to grow and be a greater pillar. May the Lord inspire our faith that as we look at our adorning, that we make adjustments on the garments of our heart with the care that we often do with our personal items. That we look at the heart with the detail and concern for uh, something that is dirty. We look at our heart in the same way. For something that is wrinkled, look at our heart in the same way. For something that is marred or in need of repair, look at our heart in the same way. Lord, is there something that I can do in order to be more loving, more gentle, and more powerful with you? Is there something I can do to be more peaceful? Because in this time, in our culture, in our society, we're taking time to give thanks and to look at the giving of gifts and the blessings. And we focus in our faith on being thankful to God. There's other things that go along with the history that may be hurtful but we give thanks to God for how he brought us to a place where we can be a Christian that he is able to be a blessing in every space that we step into. 
And as we go into the Christmas season, look at the adorning of our heart. Is God pleased with that? Have we allowed some self to creep in there and interrupt what is the response? And the Lord let me know in bringing this that this spot in between Thanksgiving and Christmas, there's going to be numerous opportunities in which we're interacting with people in the world. And in those numerous opportunities, everyone needs to come out on the other side of those interactions knowing that you're a Christian, that you're saved, that you are one who God can get through to. You are one who can resolve conflict. That's what the Lord asked me to make sure I communicated in my message today. That this is a particular time where you may be tempted to say these things are not important. But no, the main way we connect with God, with people, excuse me, is by speaking and interactions with others. And when the adorning of God in our life is in place and we've checked it to make sure there's nothing dirty on it, We've made sure all the wrinkles are taken care of. We made sure everything that was, might have been marred or torn is repaired so that when we speak and when we say and when we do those things that are our daily lives, God's able to be in there. God's able to work in those space and time. So as we are so thankful for what God has done and as we are looking to the blessings of the gifts that we may receive and the opportunity to give the gifts that we might want to deliver. This is a time where God's love should show up. This is a time where we can be a blessing. This is a time when someone may need to get in touch with God and get saved. And you may be the one person whom they meet. That's why the adorning of the doctrine of God is important to maintain, even in this time. Let's not be tricked or deceived by the devil that it's okay to just do it this way. What we always say, what God has always put in place is the best thing and the most appropriate way to go about it. And that is how he talks to our heart. He hasn't changed. It's still good. It's still in style. It is still the best thing that your heart can have. May the Lord inspire our faith that we continue to be the children of God that he's calling for us to be. We trust the Lord bless your reading of the word, and we thank you for your time and attention.